We lose the game. Um, and you know, you kind of. That's one go, way to phrase it. LeBron was tweeting about how yeah. bad that was. Oh, That's how oh, you know. Le- LeBron James was tweeting about how bad that was. The, the whole world was. More bears. I think I can make that happen. But well, gang, we got Caitlin Bickle in house with us. She's at the Between Two Bears International Headquarters coming live from Waco, Texas. Caitlin, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. For the third interview in a row, I found a way to make sure Matt couldn't make it. So this is actually, (laughs) honestly, this is going to plan very well. Um, Well, we kind of have like a laundry list of things you want to pick your brain about, but before that, we probably, I was telling our listener right before we started that I want to try to ask questions that uh, you haven't heard a hundred times. So I'm going to try really hard, but not at the beginning. Um, so what have you been up to? What's going on? Um, well, I just got back from obviously doing a three on three in Houston. And mm-hmm. then I got to be part of a summit for the women's final four. Um, so now I'm kind of just back actually attending class again, um, working again, and then just kind of doing workouts before, you know, the draft and everything else. Yeah, man. How exciting. It's a, I I feel like I know that feeling of getting back to Waco all too well, where you're like, okay, I'm done doing all this stuff. Now I can just be like a person who lives in town. Do you have like a favorite off-campus restaurant you'll go to when you're like finally back home? Oh gosh. Um, It's okay if you don't. No, that's tough. I'm like a real boring, like I'm one of those, I never leave my apartment because of my dog people. Um, yeah. So I think like a lot of the time, like I love Torchies, like, mm. and then probably the only other place that I go is like shorties with friends. Like that's like our go-to, Heck, yeah. like let's do this once Honestly, a month or once a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, two, two outstanding spots in Waco. I'm not sure if you're familiar with at all if you've heard of it if you've tasted it before it is my favorite sandwich on the planet (laughs) anytime someone tells me they're going to waco i tell them to go there okay they make their own bread it's not an ad deontay can you believe i'll just (laughs) whatever i say it yeah (laughs) the best sandwich you'll ever have um that's cool well so yeah something we we've tried to do a little bit is uh hear your thoughts about what it's like to you know be be someone who's in waco like what do you do what are so what are some uh spots in town that you that you like take friends and family to when they come visit if you ever get that chance yeah i think um like you said shorties is a big one for me um i usually just hang out at the like my apartment like we have volleyball basketball pool like simple stuff like i'm really not like a big like maybe for graduation last summer we went to top golf which was really cool like sometimes me and my team go to like the movies, like the new Cinemark that came out, like that was actually really cool. Too. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you're also the busiest person alive. So I'm yeah. sure that there's not a lot of out. I'm sure our hours looked a little different. Than yeah, I was like <laughs> I was literally just talking to Jaden yesterday and I was like, mm-hmm. so like I need to come up. And she laughed at me for this. I was like, so I need to like find a hobby. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what? Like, because we don't have hobbies. Like, that doesn't exist in, like, an athlete's world. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll, like, start reading books or, like, something. She just looked mm. at me like I was the lamest person. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have to go uh, up with something. Well, putting you onto a little game. So I'm, like, a big Waco fan. It's very annoying. When I was 19, I got, like, a Waco tattoo on my arm. And it's, like, my oh, favorite that's places. Awesome. And the silos, this is before anyone owned them. Yeah, dude, this was before anyone owned them. 
and then people bought them a month later. So people think I just love HGTV. Can you believe that? Um, so putting you onto a little game, Waco is actually known for its disc golfing. Like people come from around the world to disc I did golf see there. that in the yeah, park. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. So there's like Cameron Parks course. There's also one in Woodway, kind of like where I grew up. There's a, there's a disc golf course over there too. So if you ever are looking to get out and throw some Frisbees, that's, that's a good option. See, um, I'm just a little worried because I'm one of the competitives. So like if I'm not okay at it, then I'm yeah. like, we're not doing this. Like if I know I'm going to lose from the start, I'm like, never, you know? So I got to get out of that mode. I get that. Okay. I get that. Um, cool. Well, I guess we can start picking your brain about what you came here for. Um, so I, I just kind of want to talk about everything you've done since you knew you were going to come to Baylor. That's kind of like the rain, the net I want to cast. So just kind of zooming all the way back to recruitment. I know that's probably so long from now. You've lived two lifetimes since then, but um, can you just talk to me a little bit about like schools that reached out to you? What different pitches sound like? I'm very interested in what a coach tries to do to convince you to play for them. Um, so I'm just very curious about what that looked like on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, like I had various different schools. Like it wasn't like it was all, uh, from one, one conference or anything like that. My final four was literally from all different conferences. It was Louisville, Baylor, Michigan, and Cal Berkeley. None of them really are like in any yeah, way different whatsoever. in so many ways. <laughs> um, I think, I guess how I look at it now, a little bit older, it's so different. Like now that you like are kind of almost a part of the recruiting process because like yeah. you continuously have people come in and obviously when they fit in and, and you know, they'd be like, they're a great player. You want them to come. Um, mm. But it just depends on like what people are looking for. You know, like I think when I was younger, I wasn't like huge on the educational part. Like, you know, that just wasn't what I no was one really in high is. school. But like, so a lot of people, like you see people go to Stanford and like, that's the reason they go to Stanford. Like maybe they love basketball or maybe they love football, their sport, but like they're going because like, you know, you want to have a good education. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I wasn't into that first. And then like when I got on campus here, I was like, wait, okay, like this is cool. Like this is, you know, like I actually care about it now. Um, and then some, some people obviously like, like, um, Michigan, like I'm still really cool with their head coach. Like I loved her. Like she, she's a great human being. She had a great relationship with my parents still. Like when we played them in Florida, I remember my parents were like, yeah, we, we were talking to coach Rico. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like four or five years later. And you still like are, are really cool with them. Yeah. Um, but it's just all different aspects, you know, like people are going to use like whether they're able to, um, like get you the help you need educational wise, like make sure like, Oh, you want to play in the league? Like, Hey, we have a great opportunity for you there. Like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of pitching those aspects of like, they know what you want. So they're yeah. going to try to be like, you know, like they want to make sure that, you know, you can reach your goals at their university kind of vibe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like a, it sounds like as you're like on the job hunt, it sounds like the same thing as like looking for a job. It's like, you're, I'm I'm sure you weren't doing a lot of mailing out of your own tape and stuff, but you know, you, you put in, you do the work and then people, people try to hire you essentially. I mean, at this point, you know, it is kind of like they're hiring you. No, absolutely. Um, that's, that's crazy. And you know, you were, I'm assuming what, 14, 15, 16, having to navigate all of these massive decisions. I mean, that is so insane. That is so crazy. When you got down to the end, when you were making the choice between Baylor and, you know, three other schools, what was there like, a, was there something you could like point to? And it's like, this is the reason why I chose Baylor or was it a little more random? 
Yeah. Um, I always tell people, like, obviously, Texas isn't that far from Arizona. Um, mm. I wanted to win. You know, those are the simple things. Yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest thing for me was... So one of my biggest offers, like whenever I would think I was like ninth grade um, mm. and like my first really, really big one, Louisville calls up like right after a tournament and they're like, hey, like we want to offer you blah, blah, blah. And like, mind you, before that, like it wasn't like it was some crazy schools before that. There were some here and there, but it wasn't anything like a, you know. Um, yeah. That's such a crazy feeling, I would assume, opening that and is. realizing like this is who I am now. I'm someone yeah. who receives letters from Louisville basketball. Very crazy. Or like just when you received a call. And so I'm yeah. at home and I'm like going downstairs to my parents. And, and at the time coach, coach Bill Brock was here, obviously. Um, and he had called me up or yeah, he had called me up and he was like, Hey, like, you know, we want to offer you stuff like that. Like my, my uh, AU coach had called me and he was like, hey, Baylor wants to offer you. And I just kind of sat down, like almost in awe. And I was like, that feeling, like it never goes away. I bet. And like, you know, as someone who who is, is good doing that, what, what you're good at doing in basketball, like getting getting an offer from Baylor to come do that here. Like that's that's like the ultimate, like you, you're good at this thing. You're definitely good at it. We, we can confirm, right? Like that's such a validating yeah. validating time. Awesome. Well, you get here. Um, we win a freaking national championship as soon as you get on campus. So can you talk about what that's like? Cause if I'm, if I'm remembering the minutes of that season, well, and it's been 50 years since that happened in my brain, um, you are on the court too, too much, right? Like it, you had just gotten to campus, but you were on the team for it. I, so I was there for the whole season. We had gotten there yeah. in July, was there for the whole season. Um, like none of us played, you know, we were just mm -hmm. hanging out. We were, we were those people that was just like kind of the practice players, like yeah. pushing them every day, like pushing our all Americans, making sure that we were like prepped for, for games when it came to, um, but it was fun. You know, like I loved that aspect. I, I was okay in that role. Um, you know, it's not like I was like sitting there like, Oh, I should be on the court, yeah. you know, like I knew my role. I was, I was very excited for, for the way that we were playing. Um, we had one loss that year against Stanford. Um, but it was great. You know, it's, it's an experience that, you know, not many can say that they have, um, but it's truly tremendous. And it hangs forever. You know, you've got yeah. that for the rest of your life. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. That that's awesome. Um, well, we'll probably get to more tournaments soon, but kind of staying on this timeline, We'll zoom forward. A tournament gets canceled that you're probably going to win. And then you get knocked out in the Elite Eight of a tournament you probably should have won. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that was some bullshit, right? Like we can all, you can nod. We're not going to post the video. I'm not going to tell anyone. But on some, and pardon my language, Deontay, but on some fuck shit, you, you know, you, you don't make it to the final four. We probably could have won both tournaments that year. Whatever. So you go from that, right? So as soon as that happens, right, from from that call to the beginning of the next season is probably, I can't speak for your life, but probably one of the most change happenings, you know. Uh, so can you just walk me through like, I mean, maybe from maybe that moment, maybe that game finishing through the start of next season and just kind of where you were and how you felt like you fit in and where you did find yourself fitting in? Yeah, um, it was such a weird year. First of all, just because, you know, bubble, like you aren't Everything. doing, yeah. you literally aren't doing anything. Like when I tell y'all, like our team was not allowed to hang out with anyone. Like we were just like, okay, no one touch anyone. Yeah. No one cough. No one <laughs> breathe. Let's get it together um, yeah. type of year. It was a great time. Like, you know, it's just so different. You know, like it was, it was so weird in a sense of like TikTok became really, really popular that year. You yeah. know, like I got in TikTok, I think right before 
COVID had actually hit and then all, you know, the bubble wasn't exactly, um, equality for women as it was for men. And that was a huge thing. Um, I remember like my TikTok blew up, like me and Jane were going viral just because people started to actually pay attention. Like people were like, wait, women's, when I tell you all the comments I got, oh, women's basketball has a March Madness tournament. Like I never knew that. And I was like, crazy, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying that like, there's no way you don't know there's a women's March Madness tournament. So I'm, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, okay, like, hold on. Like, let's keep doing this. So we obviously go in, we lose the game. Um, and you know, you kind of That's one way up. to phrase it. LeBron was tweeting about how yeah. bad that was. Oh, That's how oh, you know. Le- LeBron James was tweeting about how bad that was. The, the whole world was. Um, but obviously the refs decided not to take, you know, make the call. Um, kind of had to move on. Um, it was also just a weird time because, especially with COVID, like I didn't have practice to go to after that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was more so like, okay, like I have a little bit more freedom I haven't been doing anything for eight months because of basketball, like literally nothing because I didn't want to get sick. I didn't want to miss any games, practices, anything. Um, And so I kind of had a little bit more freedom and then kind of going back into workouts, there was just some uncertainty, you know, like, and my biggest thing is like, whenever you hear rumors in sports, the rumors came from somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they just poofed out of nowhere. So obviously like I kind of, as soon as I heard the rumors, I was like, Oh Okay. Like, you know, yeah. I was really like, all right, keep well, like, an what eye do you on do? it. What do you do? You yeah. Know? Like it was, that, it no was one so talks weird. about how you just have to, you pretend like you haven't learned. I don't know. It's, it's such a weird ask of student athletes, I think, to, to be student athletes during that time. Yeah. I feel like, especially because I feel like in the past couple of years, there's been so many coach changes and, and obviously like the whole world is in the transfer portal portal right now. Like it's absolutely insane. Um, but I was never that type of player, you know, like I was like, I was extremely loyal. Like when, when I had committed to coach Mulkey and Baylor, like I had tore my ACL meniscus. There's no way in heck that lady needed to take me. You know what I'm saying? Like it was one of those, like she could have decided and been like, no, I don't want to use a scholarship on you. And she sat there and was like, no, like you're good girl. Like you get better, you get healthy, you do your thing and you'll be here next year. Um, and so for me, that was like, oh, like I'm staying, you know, like that was kind of the attitude I came in with, like very, very loyal in a sense. And so I guess whenever she had left and kind of announced to us, like, you know, we all kind of walked out of the meeting, like, well, so what are we doing now? You know, (laughs) like like, we were like, yeah, because it's not like they just had a hire right away. You know, like they went through interview process. They, they were trying to find the right coach and luckily they, they found Nikki Collin, um, but it was just that process of like, you're kind of just sitting around for a couple weeks. Like, is my life going to be over? Like, that was my mood. Like, I was like, no idea what I'm supposed to do. Um, and it's scary. But it worked out. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so was there a point when you had to just straight up decide I'm leaving or staying? Or were you always just like, well, I'm here. We're going to make this work. Um, I think it was like a combination of both. Like, so for me, listen, queen, like we had come in together. We wanted to leave together. You know, like obviously I took a fifth year and they left last year, but we got to play all four years together. Um, so I think that was a big thing for us three. Like we were kind of like, Hey, let's just stick it out. Like, let's just do this. 
mind you, while we're all setting that in the group chat, like obviously people were going to leave and people were going to do what was best for them. Right. And I think for us, it was just, we just kept texting each other like, Hey, we're good. Like, we're okay. Like, let's just, we're okay. Um, and then we had like five or six people leave and I was like, Holy cow. Like I kind of had to call my dad up at my apartment. Yeah. I was like, so what should I be doing? Like, yeah. Mind you, we, still, we still leaves, didn't have a hire yeah. yet. We still didn't have a hire yet, but it's one of those things. So it was where, just y'all and y'all and no coach yet. Um, it was us three. And I think I'm trying to think who else came in. It was, that it was, was and, and Kate, uh, Kamaria McDaniel that was here at the yeah. time. She ended up yeah. leaving halfway through the season, but it was literally us four that were there. And then Jordan Lewis, who was a transfer, but hadn't even really got on campus. And then you had Jaden and Sarah, you know what I'm saying? Like we had like five. That's such a fragile situation to so find yourself fragile. in. Like, and you had yeah. no idea like whether someone was going to text in the group chat that day, like, Hey, yeah, uh, we're, I'm transferring. And you're kind of like, okay, another one bites the dust a little bit. But, right. Well, like, you so, know, all three of y'all, like, I'm sure you probably heard from some pretty big name. I mean, that's just how this works, right? You probably had options, I would assume. No, I mean, and, and we did, but it's it's one of those things like we didn't, it's not like we put our names in the portal. It's not like we even decided to talk to anyone else. You know, like we were very much so like, let's stick it out. Like we can, we can make this happen. You know, like we, we stick together. We're good. Um, and so it was kind of just a sense in like waiting. Like I had called my dad up and I was like, cause if my dad tells me something, I'm like, yep, you're right. You're good. I've taken it, taken it to the grave with me. Um, and he kind of just sat there. Like I was in the standpoint of, I was graduating college in like a month or two after that. I was applying, like I was literally about to take the GRE and had did all this application stuff for grad school. Um, and so he was kind of just sitting there and he was like, just stay like, you're okay. Like you love Baylor. You didn't go there just for Kim Mulkey. Like you went there because you loved the campus. You loved the people you loved Baylor. Um, and then luckily we got Nikki. <laughs> yeah. And that's like such good advice to you because I think that's something not just Baylor fans could hear, but I think sports fans could hear. It's like, yeah. you know, your school might hire a coach that you really like, or maybe you really don't like, but your school like employed that person to win games and stuff on their behalf. Like there's, there's a break in real life between a school and a person and people who blur that it gets, it's just so silly. Um, well, I, I think that's really good advice. You know what your dad said, because I feel like you've probably seen the Baylor fan base. Like we're loyal, right? Like we, you probably have seen firsthand. It takes a lot for Baylor fans to kind of throw their hands up on, on some things, you know? Uh, and I can say, you may not know this now. You may not know it for a few years, but like your check's going to clear in Waco for the next like 60 years. Like, <laughs> like you, like all the things you're saying, people have known, but I don't think they've gotten to hear you like say those words exactly. Or maybe I haven't heard them exactly, but um, you'll, you'll, you'll find, you'll find that your, your tab will be paid for, for the rest of your life in Waco, <laughs> I would assume. Um, okay. Well, let's fast forward a little bit, you know, where the next year starts. Um I, ha- I really only have two notes about this year because I'm interested in both of them. Um, I think Kim is going to be, or Coach Mulkey is going to be on like the Basketball Hall of Fame whenever she passes on. I really do think that. Like, no one on the planet has done what she's done. Um, except Nikki. Nikki was a, like WNBA Coach of the Year. Like, are those practices different? Like, are those, what's that like? Was it drastic? Was it, was it bizarre? I'm very curious um, about that because I'm sure their coaching styles are different. I could almost bet money that they're different. Yeah, uh, definitely different system. Like uh, very much so. Um, Coach Mulkey obviously like loves her posts. You know, like that's that's how we play. Mm-hmm. You, you saw Angel Reese this year. You saw 
Ladeja Williams, mm-hmm. you, you saw so many great posts. I mean, Kalani, Lauren, yeah. Liz, Queen, you know, name yeah. them all. For 20 years, that's how we won. Shoot, that's yeah, how we won name them all. That's, that's how the game's always been played, and, and she's been yeah. faithful to how she plays because it's worked for her. I mean, shoot. Yeah. If it, yeah. If it keeps <laughs> it working, keep does. doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, she should have won three in a row before she left here. You don't have to say that out loud, but I know she should have. <laughs> no, you're good. Um <laughs> But definitely knows kind of her system, what she wants to do and how she wants to get there. And and Coach Dickey's the same. And I think it's been really cool to see, obviously, especially since I've gotten older and I want to pursue professional basketball. It's really cool to have gotten to see, like, the WNBA side. Like, as in her offense is very much so how WNBA runs. Um, very, very screen. Like, I mean, it was so funny. She, she compared uh, – when we played UConn in this tournament, she was like, "You UConn um, and like the Big East, really, they don't do a ton of ball screens. Like they don't. Like we played Villanova and we played UConn this year. And every single thing they do is like back cutting motion, this, that. When it's like you look at our team and we probably set 10, 10 ball screens or 10 screens within one play of our game. Like the first play, we probably set literally like 10 ball screens. And it's like, okay, like now let's get into whatever. Um, and it's just so drastically different. But it's been so fun to be able to play in that. And like it's, like you were saying, especially especially wanting to play more basketball, like this is the kind of hoop that you're going to be accustomed with and comfortable with and, and excelling at. So the earlier, the better you can get in that system. I think that kind of answered my question on your relationship with Nikki. I want to make sure you have a chance to say everything you want to about Nikki before we move on, though. Because um, my next question, I think, is going to be more fun. Um what was it like playing with someone who was like a number one overall pick or projected number one, eventual number two? Like, what was that like? Was that different? Or was that unique for you at all? Oh, yeah. Um, I love that question because I love Melissa. Um, so it's always easy to talk about her. Um, great player. <laughs> great player. Um, loved playing with her. I think she just she knows the game well. She's just such a competitor that it was so easy to be out on the court with her because of how much she wanted to win. Um, I felt like every time I passed her the ball, like she was going to score, which is always fantastic. Um, (laughs) but I, I loved her since, since I met her, she was a great teammate, a great friend, um, and just a good person. You know, I loved being around her. Um, if you ever need someone to make you laugh, she was going to make you laugh. If you ever need a bucket on the court, she was going to get the bucket. So, um, honestly, so happy for her and and I'm sure she's going to do incredible things. Um, continuing in the league, uh, and moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. She, um, I mean, you, you as well, really. The, you guys are a part of this incredible uh, line of post players we've had here that there's only one or two schools that I would even compare it against because it has been so insane. Like, do you do you walk around? I don't, I don't know if this is a good question or not, so keep that in mind, Deontay, <laughs> as I ask it. But, like, do you walk around being like, I fucking, like, I play post at Baylor, like... <laughs> You can't like, have you ever like told someone like, you can't tell me shit? Cause I would, I'm not, I'm probably not as good of a person as you, but I would do that. Uh, definitely not. I have not done that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I have not done that. I always, I always felt honored to be around those players, um, and to be considered among them for sure. Um, and just wearing the Baylor Jersey, you know, like, in whole, like the history that's behind that, um, hopefully years to come and, and how successful they're going to be under Nikki Collin. Um, but it's always just kind of been an honor role for me. It, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. 
I only have three questions left for you. Um, well, I guess it's four because I really want to hear about the three-on-three thing you participated in because it looks so cool. <laughs> and I've been so curious about the ins and outs of those. But let's touch on that last because I'm stuck on this one thought. Um, so coming into this year, you know, you had been around, you had been like, you know, you've done everything. I feel like your role, maybe just to my eyes, I feel like your role shifted a lot this year. Like, I feel like um, your your presence on and off the, the court shifted a lot this year. Did you, did you feel that way? Is that something you were aware of while it was happening? Or were you just out there hooping and whatever has to happen happens? Yeah, I think um, my role changed, especially when when Coach Nikki and the rest of the staff got here. But even even more so this year. Um, especially with Lissa and Queen leaving, especially because like Asia and Dre couldn't play. Um, and I was, you know, like I was the oldest on the team. I've been here the longest. It was one of those things. Like I, I knew the system very well. I I knew what the coaches wanted. Um, and it, I had to step up in so many, in so many different ways. Um, I couldn't just kind of be the player that passed to Alyssa Smith. Um, sometimes I had to be the player that got the pass and, and like had to make the bucket that we needed, um, or had to make sure I got like Sarah, the shot that she wanted, or, or had to make sure I got the ball to Jamie when she couldn't miss a shot. Um, and it was also very different in a sense, um, playing with different posts, you know, like, uh, bugs and Bella are such different posts than what listen queen were, you know, like they're not true, true posts. Um, so it's just so different, like kind of as the year started, like figuring out the ways they like to score because they are so young, like college basketball is so different than high school basketball. So yeah, not only them trying to figure out their game and, and how it changes in college, but also like me kind of having to realize like there were days where I would, you know, make passes like it was going to be an alley-oop to list and I'm like throwing it to Bella and Bugs and I'm like, okay, I need to stop doing it. like what, like why am I throwing it to the rim? Like they're going to dunk it. Like they're not, you know, Yeah. like I was trying to like still play as if I was with, um, the, our bigger posts. And so it was just kind of figuring out everyone, especially with such a new team. Um, that was just so different for me. I keep saying I only have one or two questions left, but more keep <laughs> popping up. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to keep my promise. Cause I know I've already kept you for like 45 minutes. Um, so something that I feel like is unique to people who are from Waco. And maybe you can help me wrap my head around this because I, I'm only 28, right? I was born in 94, but because I grew up in Waco, I have been watching some elite like lady hoops my whole life. I've had the <laughs> honor of like, a, I mean, I've, I've probably watched Coach Mulkey coach 500 games in my life. I, there was nothing else to do for, for so long while I was growing up. Um, so no one in Waco is surprised at how, at how competitive and how impressive and how, how much, good quality hoop is being played uh it seems like a lot of other people around the country and world have caught on in the last few years has like do you have any like thoughts about that like are you are you are you someone who's like finally like we're fucking hooping come on or (laughs) is it a little bit more nuanced on your side um no i love it like i don't think and like i told you earlier i felt like there was a little bit because obviously it's been growing for a little bit but i feel like there was so much more notice after covid you know, because that's yeah, the year of the bubble. Absolutely. That's the year where everyone's trying to avoid each other. And, and all of a sudden, you know, ESPN felt like putting us out there. And I thought that was incredible. Um, yeah. And they've continued Finally. to do that for us. And I, I just think if people saw kind of our practice day in and day out, like any team um, at the college level, just working as hard as they do, um, 
putting in the work that they do and and just the passion they have. I mean, there was so much passion, energy, and just competitiveness, um, especially in this past year's tournament, that there's no doubt that it's going to keep growing and that it, it needs to continue to grow and it needs to continue to attract more and more people to our to our sport. Yeah. Well, I think this tournament was as was as I think this is this tournament was better than the men's tournament this year. I'm thinking through <laughs> the elite eights of both. I, 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 Deontay, I can't speak for you, but I definitely watched more of, of the women's side than the men's side this year, especially in the elite eight. Just some really, really good ball being played this year. It was insane. Um, so my, my, my actual last question for you is what's next. So chew on that a little bit, but before we get there, um, let's talk about three on three. So it looked like the most tiring thing of all time. <laughs> like the, the clock didn't stop after made buckets. Like, were you in hell? <laughs> um, Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I think the night before was worse because we kind of got our first taste of it um, during like a little practice. And I was sitting there after and I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this tomorrow. Like, I don't (laughs) think I'm built for this. Like, I'm literally not even doing as much as I would in a real game, but it was just nonstop. Yeah. Um, And I think luckily when we actually went on the three on three, like official game, you know, there were a few more stops or a few more calls. Like we, we got a couple more timeouts than kind of our practice, which was, you know, nice. Um, but it was so much fun. Like I always love doing stuff like that, whether it's like summits or, or little things outside of just kind of the normal college basketball th- like stuff, because you get to meet the people that you play against, which I think is kind of fun. You know, like uh, Brie Amber Scott from Tech was there. Um Brittany Davis, who we had literally just played in the tournament, was one of my teammates. Like, and then I got to meet some people that that I had never even met before, which was so awesome. And I, I really, really enjoyed doing that. Very cool. Well, I've kept you long enough. My last <laughs> question for you before I say some nice things to you. I can't see your face anymore, so I can say nicer things without feeling weird. Um, <laughs> what What are you up to next? What's going on next? What are you doing? Yeah, you getting ready um, for the draft. You said earlier. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. So, kind of. Uh, back and lifting and shooting right now and kind of just doing some workouts so I'm not like totally a wreck um but Mm. obviously the draft is this Monday um so kind of just looking forward to it you know I I think for me I'm I'm just grateful to be in the position I'm in where I'm I'm still able to play basketball afterwards uh and still at least enjoy it enough to be wanting to play um so I'm just excited you know kind of whatever happens obviously if I don't um play in the w then i'm looking to play overseas which is i'm i'm really looking forward to so yeah and we have quite a few of people who have come through baylor that currently are playing overseas is right i feel like um what's her name christy christy wallace i think she recently came over from australia again to play in the WNBA, but she's been it looks like she has a pretty fun life traveling the world getting buckets so that doesn't seem like a bad gig at all if you can get it (laughs) oh yeah absolutely. that's awesome we'll be reading for you um, you know, no matter what happens, I can I can almost promise you got about thirty thousand people reading for you, uh, <laughs> just from Waco itself. Um, didn't have to stick around, but you did, and we all we all appreciate it. Uh, anything else you want to tell us before we get you out of here and and let you go do some fun Waco stuff? Maybe try out <laughs> this week before before time's up. I'm, I promise you don't have to like message me and be like, oh, it was so good. But I know that you'll think it, and that's good <laughs> enough for me. It's gonna be so good. Um, I think that's it for me. I actually am going to see a movie tonight. I'm seeing John Wick 4. That's not really a Waco in thing, but like I am going to see a movie, which I'm excited <laughs> about. <laughs> Heck yeah. There you go. Awesome.
Well, Caitlin, thanks for joining us. We'll be following whatever you do. Um, and that's all we got. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah.